A Shot of Wrestling, episode 55, and away we go. I be busting freestyles and stone cold stunting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, undertake your chain, sit in the fire or get cooled like Roman brain. Give this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus jack. It's Patty Yag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talking WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with MJP. Thank you, Patty Yak. Spoiler alert. This is not the last you've heard of Patty Yak on this episode. But welcome to another episode I'm your host, Michael J. Putty, and once again, it's just me. Once again, this week's guest co-host has backed out last minute. He is quote-unquote sick. That sucks for him, and sucks for you because you get stuck with me. But I promise I will not be drinking those chocolate cake shots that our boy Mike has given us um, another week, long week. Happy to be back in studio to talk about all things wrestling. We had Fast Lane, we had Raw, we had Great SmackDown. Before we get into that, I mentioned him before. Mike, the bartender, is downstairs. So let's uh, let's hit him up. Mike, are you there? Oh, hey, thank you for having me back. But you will never guess what just happened tonight. Okay, well, what was it? Come on, I said you got to guess. No, what you did say is that I would never guess. So why don't you just tell us what's going on? Touche, big man. Anyways, I'm at the bar, and I'm filling up a water on the rocks for a designated driver. Always important to have your designated drivers. Anyway, this man, I hear a voice say, can I have two green man shots? Green man shots? Uh, I'm like, what? Did you, did you say green man shots? Yes, I did. Have you had them? I have never heard of a green man shot in all my years tending the bars. Was, was this man painted green? Yo, were you there? Don't get ahead of me. I look up and there's this man who's painted completely green. I'm like, what the hell? Am I getting punked? Am I in the candid cameras? No dated references, but did he say anything to you? What was going yeah, on? He, he, he seemed a little dejected. Um, he just asked for those two green man shots. He was by himself, though. So I do not know why he ordered two of them. Anyway, did, did he have green spiky hair and wearing a shot of rustling headband? Yes, that was him. Did you know him by any chance? That's green man, former co-host of this show. Yeah, shut up. The man I'm looking to replace. The man you want to replace. Oh, yes. Did you talk to him? Did I what talk? Did he say? Of course, I talked to him. That's what I do best. I hear the friendly local bartender. Well, once I got past the fact that he was covered in green paint. I, 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 I said, what's up? I asked him for his order again, which was two green man shots. Like I've mentioned, I've never heard of that before. I asked Charlie. He'd never heard of that before. I asked said green man, um, what is said green man shot? He couldn't even remember. Anything yours truly holding the bags. That shot sucks. I'm happy you didn't remember. I'm glad Charlie didn't remember. You guys don't remember. That shot sucks ass. Oh, watch the language there, buddies. Seriously? Bartender. Mm, you got me days. So I did not know how to make these green man shots. Nobody did. So I improvised 
using my bartender knowledge, I gave him what we deemed the Green Man Shooter. That doesn't sound so bad. What's in it? It's a half an ounce of melon cause, a half ounce of Southern Comfort, splash of sweet and sour mix. How you doing? You pour that into a shaker with ice. How you doing? You shake it, you strain it, and you shoot it. You shake it, strain, strain it, it, and, and shoot, shoot it. it. Is that going on a t-shirt right now? It's not a bad idea. You know how to make t-shirts. Let's get it done. What green men say. I mean, I'm a big Southern Comfort fan. It actually kind of sounds pretty sweet. So I was the reaction. Not bad. He seemed to like it. I tried it. It was pretty delish. Spoiler it. Especially the Jolly Rancher show. <laughs> of course, I did not tell him that. We uh, kind of created it together. You know, he probably listened to the show right now, right? So what? Yeah. Never mind. Uh, next time Green Man comes in, tell him to come up. Uh, we miss his ugly face, and the fans miss him as well. We'll do. I mean, you are right upstairs. I'm surprised you didn't swing by. Anyway, we'll do that. Uh, what's next? We got to go into some news. You guys talk about gasoline yet? That's next, buddy. Um, so let us go. Whoa. And we'll talk to you next week. I'll come down actually during a break and try this. You don't want me to come up and take parts? Not this week. Like I said, we're really busy. So we will talk to you some other time. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will talk to you soon, buddy. I'll get your shot ready for you. Tell Megan I say hi to. So Green Man was in the building, huh? I know you're listening. Come up next time, asshole. Jeez. He left the show to raise his kid, and he can't be available on recording nights. And yet he's in the building. Mm. Not gonna say nothing though. So, like Mike just mentioned, we had Fast Lane this past weekend, and um, it was fantastic. It was one of the best pay per views of the year, man. Oh my god, it was so awesome! Make sure you check it out on the WWE Network. That Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa defeated the Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar. With Alicia Fox. Nope, gotta work on that. That's coming up. Samoa Joe defeated Sami Zayn via technical knockout. Luke Gallows. Technical knockout or technical submission? Hmm. Anyways, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeated Enzo Amori and Big Cass to retain the tag team championships. Sasha Banks upsetted Nia Jax. Cesaro defeated Jinder Mahal, and for some random reason, we had Big Show, who defeated Rusev. Um, I guess he had spots to fill. You don't see that shit on SmackDown. Neville, the king of the cruiserweights, defeated the gentleman Jack Gallagher to retain the cruiserweight championship. Roman Reigns defeated Braun Strowman. Bailey defeated Charlotte to retain the women's championship, ending Charlotte's pay-per-view streak, which I think they could have waited two weeks, three weeks. Not done as WrestleMania, but whatever. And of course, Goldberg defeated Kevin Owens to become the new Universal Champion. Only the third in history. So good for Goldberg, I guess. But man, that caused a shitstorm, huh? Everybody was up in arms, had their panties in a literal knot over this. Because Goldberg won. He's a part-timer. He Now he's champion. But where are these people when Goldberg Goldberg, uh, Brock Lesnar was champion, and he was not seen on Raw for months at a time. But I guess they didn't care. But yeah, everyone's upset about Goldberg winning. But however, the voice of reason, Eric Bischoff, on his latest podcast, says he agrees with the WWE's decision to have Goldberg go over Kevin Owens. He says, and I quote: "In that regard, I think the WWE's decision was masterful." 
It may be a little bit aggressive, but guess what? Everybody is talking about how much they despise the way Kevin Owens was treated. Guess what happens the next time Kevin Owens starts to make his way up the ladder, creatively speaking. He's going to have a whole bunch of people rallying around him. Take a chill pill. Watch it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the journey and stop analyzing this stuff. It's nuts. Well, sir, just kick back, relax, and literally, like he says, take a chill pill. Stop analyzing this stuff. Just enjoy it. Take a beer and enjoy yourself. With that being said, let's go analyze some stuff and get into the news. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty. Well, breaking news as we entered the studio tonight, Friday evening. Finn Balor made his long-awaited return to the WWE at a live event in Buffalo, New York. He had been out over six months recovering following an injury sustained at SummerSlam back, as we all know, in... No, wrong. It was August. Balor teamed up with Sami Zayn, Chris Jericho to take on Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and the King of Kings, Triple H, in a three-man tag team match. So, for those of you wondering when Finn Balor is coming back, he's back. When will he see him on TV? That is yet to be determined. But he doesn't come on TV now, and they hold off to WrestleMania. What's his role? A surprise entrant into the Andre the Giant Battle Royal thing? Do they hold off to the Raw after WrestleMania? A lot of questions still unanswered about Finn Balor, but one is... He's back. In other news. Daniel Bryan had a heated exchange with The Miz on Talking Smack this past week. And we'll get into that later. But The Miz touched upon, once again, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan not being able to wrestle because of his head. And it sounded a little bit like this. You, you say all that. You say all that. But never once have you been this close to getting fired. Because you're a patsy for this company. What? Yeah. What? You're a patsy for this company. Are you kidding me? You just tote the WWE line. Everything that you say bad about John Cena, about him toting the company line or being this or whatever that, you are nothing but a WWE shill. Everything that you go out there and do. All the media that you do, everything else that you do, nothing but a WWE shill. I was a huge star before I even came to WWE. And if I wasn't in WWE, I could go do something else. Like what? The fact is, I love being here. I could be an actor if I wanted. Made made to DVD movies? Absolutely, I could go do movies. How many movies have you done? I don't do movies because I don't want to be an actor. You want to be a wrestler, but you can't because of your head. It's okay. It's all right. I can't or they won't let me. We'll see in a year and a half and see what happens. Miz, you said earlier that you think John Cena is jealous of your relationship I can't or they won't let me we'll see in a year and a half we'll see what happens hmm Dave Meltzer noted that Daniel Bryan's contract is no longer frozen since he is on TV and his contract will expire in 18 months Meltzer expects him to walk away from the WWE and any money that they offer him CMLL and the NJPW are reportedly on Brian's radar. In fact, he was actually due to sign with New Japan before being called back to the WWE at SummerSlam a few years ago. So, huh. We'll see what happens. Daniel, 
Brian, whatever you want to be called. Be careful, buddy. Think it through. You got a kid now. In other news. So like I just mentioned, as we all know, Rebella and Daniel Bryan are expecting a baby, which is going to be a girl. This is kind of glorious. Brie revealed to fit pregnancy that the name of their baby will be Birdie Joe Danielson. So if you had Birdie Joe in the baby pool, congratulations. Um, that name is a connection to the company she runs with her sister, Nikki. She says, and I quote, Joe, her middle name is after my grandfather. His name was Joseph, and he meant the world to me. Birdie is because my husband and his whole family are bees. And he married me a bee, too. So his one request was that our kids have bee names. And I did not realize how hard it was to find a girl's name with B. But we both came across Birdie and we knew it was it. They've also considered Branch, Brayden, Bryn, and Bridget. Birdie Joe. Becky. I hear she has good hair. Uh, Barbara. Uh, Beth. No, Birdie Joe. Good luck, kid. In other news. WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle discussed during a recent Reddit Q&A how he recently met up with Vince McMahon for the first time in 11 years last week. This was his account of what went down, and I quote, I love Vince. It was great to see him last week. I finally got to see him after 11 years. It was like we picked up right where we left off before the horrible meeting I had with him back in 2006 talking to Vince again I just had to tell him why I was so angry and why I was lashing out at him and the company back then I apologized to him and he didn't even let me finish apologizing he just hugged me Vince is a really loving individual he always will be Vince is a good guy he'll try to make you happy and give you what you want he's not one of those people that play hardball he is just the guy that will talk at your level even though He's way more sophisticated, smarter, and intelligent. He doesn't talk to people like he is above them. That is why he would always be able to communicate with anybody. And it is good to hear that Vince isn't a blowhard as he is portrayed to be. Green man, take it. In other news. P.S. Yeah, I know Kurt Angle is not technically in the Hall of Fame yet. But I call him a Hall of Famer anyway. Deal with it. Don't send us hate mail at inbox at Newly signed Ring of Honor star Bully Ray recently spoke with USA Today's for the win and spoke about his recent WWE run. He says, and I quote, I don't know how you or anyone else can say that it did not meet any expectation. Me and Devon knew exactly what our job was before we even entered the company and we did so knowingly. We were going back there to help out some of their other teams. Teams like the New Day, who took steps forward after working with us. Teams like the Wyatts, who took steps forward after working with us. Or teams like the Usos, who took steps forward after working with us. The WWE run was great. I do believe the WWE Universe was a bit disappointed because they wanted to see more out of the Dudley Boys. But that's the role and the job WWE had for us at that time. It was a mutual respect, and we were going to get the job done. And hey, we made a lot of money doing it. But speaking of Bully Ray, 
Um, he made his debut at Ring of Honor last week. According to a report from PWInsider.com, Impact Wrestling officials reached out to the former heavyweight champion about possibly returning to the company in light, as we mentioned last week, of all their recent departures. The deal was reportedly for a good amount of money and would have seen Bully Ray go back to the top spot on the roster. The two sides reportedly came pretty close to reaching a deal, but it fell through for unknown reasons. Bully Ray was apparently contacted before Alberto El Patron, and it's being reported that Bully's refusal to return was a big reason, or possibly even the main reason, why Impact officials contacted Alberto about joining the company. Hmm. In other news. In an update on the immediate futures of Matt and Jeff Hardy, it appears as though they'll be sticking with Ring of Honor for some time. It's being reported that the ROH has given them a deal which is unlike anything that has ever been offered to anyone before from Ring of Honor, and both Matt and Jeff are extremely happy. The deal will keep the Hardys with Ring of Honor for the foreseeable future while allowing them to have some creative freedom that they recently enjoyed with Impact. They'll also be able to take independent bookings as they please. The money that ROH offered them was apparently extremely good as well, which was another major factor into them signing with Ring of Honor. Money talks. No word on exactly how long their contracts will last. But speaking of Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy filed a trademark on his gimmick which he has been using with Impact Wrestling for the last several months. According to the United States Patent and Trademark Office, Hardy filed a trademark last week on Broken Matt Hardy for, quote-unquote, entertainment services, namely wrestling exhibits and performances by a professional wrestler and entertainer. Impact Wrestling may have some legal rights to challenge Hardy because the trademark is also their IP rights intellectual property rights in other news Brian Fritz of Sporting News has debunked a report by Impact Wrestling negotiating a possible return with Spike TV the original report posted by Pro Wrestling Sheet on Sunday is in fact incorrect the rumor seems to have come from the fact that Spike executive Scott Fishman was at the Impact tapings this past Sunday afternoon, but that's nothing out of the ordinary as he often attends tapings to hang out with his friends backstage. In addition, the fact that Impact secured a deal with Spike UK is not a sign that Impact is returning to Spike here in the good old US of A. In other news... Speaking of Impact, during Friday's Impact Wrestling taping, a graphic was shown advertising ringside with Jim Ross taking place on April 1st and 2nd down in Orlando. There has been some speculation recently regarding Jim Ross joining the Impact Wrestling broadcast team. He has got a good relationship with Jeff Jarrett, who is now back in control as an executive trying to help overhaul Impact Wrestling. Scooping Ross would be a huge deal for the company. On the other hand, it could simply be because the events are in Orlando and be some sort of promotional deal that was worked out with Ross and Impact. Uh, Jim Ross responded on Twitter 
after he was asked, will he be joining Impact? Jim Ross said, and I quote, what you're hearing is a baseless rumor. So no, Jim Ross, on Impact. But speaking of good old JR, he is back at it again with a new blog at jrsbbq.com. He shared with the fans how he sees the booking of Reigns vs. Taker. And I quote, been asked frequently, what do I do for the finish of WrestleMania? Reigns vs. Taker match. And there are multiple ways to do this effectively. The bottom line is that coming out of the match, Roman Reigns has to be the priority. So either Roman Reigns shockingly wins via cheating after a seemingly rugged babyface match goes awry. That would work for me, as would Reigns losing a close one and then leaving The Undertaker laying in his yard. This match is not really about Undertaker, but about how the Taker persona can advance Reigns. Huh. Good input, Good input, JR. In other news. Well, a follow-up to a story we've been following closely here on the show. The Big Show was recently asked in an interview with Yahoo Sports about how much longer he will be wrestling for. He said, and I quote, I know I'm done in February 2018. That's when my contract ends as a full-time live event guy. We'll see what happens after that, whether I roll into an ambassador role or whatever the WWE has for me. On the subject of himself versus Shaquille O'Neal at WrestleMania, he says, and I quote, well, as far as I know on my end, I'm ready to go. It's a situation that Shaq and the WWE have to work out. I don't know if he's chickened out or has other commitments. I do not know. Well, speaking of Shaquille O'Neal, he revealed on his latest podcast that he is back in discussions with WWE regarding taking part in a match against the Big Show at WrestleMania. He says, and I quote, I've tried, I've talked to someone high up in the organization, and there, we're, we're back to talking. I just want the people to know it had nothing to do with me, despite what you hear. He was also asked if he had seen the Big Show's recent comments. He says, no, I haven't seen them. We talked yesterday. I don't know. I don't know that. I'm going to see you. I'm not worried about it, Big Show. I'm going to see you. The world ain't that big for me not to see you. Well, a little BTS here at the show. I've been trying to work on my Shaquille O'Neal impersonation, and obviously I did not work um, because I did not do it. But I, it was something like, no, nope, I lost it. There I came to other. It was better before I started the show. Uh, Greenman? In other news. Mojo Raleigh announced himself as the first participant in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. In addition, Green Man's boy Apollo Crews announced he will be joining the match when he appeared on Talking Smack. So it's starting to take shape. Going back to the Big Show thing. If the Big Show versus Shaquille O'Neal is going to happen, wouldn't they have started booking it by now? Unless it's going to be one of those impromptu things where the Big Show's in a match with somebody else. And Shaq just randomly happens to appear. I hope this match happens. The Big Show's been working his ass off, as we all have seen on TMZ. So I'm hoping this happens, because this is probably going to be the Big Show's last thing, and he, you know, he deserves it. Big Show's probably underrated. In other news. Shelton Benjamin could be poised to make his return to the WWE very soon, following Twitter's 
following a Twitter post in which he claimed that his doctor will let him return to action if and only if he can bench 300 pounds by April, which is what, two, three weeks away? Benjamin was originally scheduled to return to SmackDown around the time of the draft, but found out he had a torn rotator cuff, which, as we all know by now, required surgery. So, we'll hopefully see the gold standard sooner rather than later. In other news, Sami Zayn originally talked to Planet Wrestling after Sunday's Fastlane pay-per-view and shared his thoughts on some people liking SmackDown Live over Monday Night Raw. Some people think it's like everybody. And I quote, As long as they're watching and enjoying the show, good for them. I just appreciate you guys supporting WWE. I really do. I just feel like any show I'm on is better because I'm on it. I feel like Raw is the show, like the show. I don't really watch SmackDown, but if I was on SmackDown, then SmackDown would be the show, like the show. I That's just the way my brain has always kind of, you know, worked. But if you prefer SmackDown, that's fine. Just thank you for the support either way. In other news. Well, during last week's edition of Eric Bischoff's podcast, we mentioned what he said this week. This is last week's. He discussed issues involving Sting's WCW gimmick following the death of Owen Hart. At that time, as we all know by now, the gimmick was having Sting making his entrance from the rafters. Bischoff had the following to say. It's a kind of a long quote. I tried to cut it down as much as I could, but it's still lengthy, so bear with me. And I quote, shock. People felt horrible. A lot of people in WCW, especially on the talent side, knew Owen and Brett. For them, it was more personal. That gimmick was Sting's gimmick. The truth is, as I remember it, you can't hold me to this, but there was one of the guys who was on the WCW stunt crew. It was headed by a guy by the name of Ellis Edwards, who was a friend of Hulk's. Ellis, is it Ellis or Elias? It's Ellis came over to work for WCW after he did all the backstage car stuff that we did. If we wrecked a car, blew it up, or had Sting come down from the Raptors, it was all coordinated and overseen by Ellis Edwards. One of the guys in Ellis' crew, or someone associated with Ellis' crew, that were big involved in the Sting Raptors stunt drop, ended going to the WWE to do the same thing with Owen. There was the obvious question. What's the right thing to do? Do we react to it and acknowledge it? I don't mean creatively, but do we look at that and go, wow, that's a message to the industry, and we just have to stop doing that because it's too risky? Or do we double down and make sure we go the extra mile, make sure that it couldn't happen here? There was a period of maybe a week or however long it was that there was a pretty intense debate about it. Ultimately, we decided we knew that we knew what we were doing. We had the right people doing it. Ellis was confident. Is it Ellis or Elias? It was ultimately Sting's decision, and we kept on. So, something I never really thought of. I know they kept doing it after Owens death, but they did, and... Now you know why. In other news. 
outlaw Ron Bass, also known as Ronald Hurd, sadly passed away Tuesday at the age of 68. The longtime wrestler hospitalized recently for a burst appendix and missed a number of appearances. His gimmick was a Texan cowboy who made his entrance to the sound of a bullwhip during his three-year ten- tenure with the WWF from 87 to 89. Prior to that, Bass spent over a decade working for the National Wrestling Alliance from 75 to 87. In more recent times, Heard was uh, named part of the class action lawsuit filed against the WWE, which alleged that wrestlers encouraged traumatic brain injuries during their tenure with the company, and the company concealed the risks of injury. So, rest in peace, big guy. In other news. During a recent interview, Vader covered many topics, including his cryptic tweets about his health. He says, and I quote, I really kind of regret tweeting about it. In other words, when I got diagnosed and I was told, I guess he quotes, Leon, you have a bad heart and you have congestive heart failure and we feel your time is limited. You have maybe a couple of years left, two years or less to live. On accepting his fate and still taking bookings to wrestle, yeah, you heard right. And I quote, I kind of wish I hadn't brought it up and I'm continuing to wrestle. Someone said, aren't you afraid? Why would you, why would you get a booking to wrestle at this point? When you've had this type of diagnosis, I said, brother, where would you rather die in a bed at home in the hospital? Or would you rather die in front of 10,000 people having fun in the ring? Where in the fuck is he wrestling with 10,000 people? We've been in the wrestling here in the tri-state area. And that's maybe a hundred to say the most. But if he's wrestling in front of 10,000, God bless him. Godspeed Vader. In other news. I'm watching Fastlane here in the studio. Man, Charlie's so hot. And there's more news. We're almost done. Bear with us. Um, WWE announced earlier this week via a press release that on March 17th, the company will release a digital album entitled Uncaged 2, which will feature previously unreleased superstar entrance themes. The tracks will be all in the album, and will consist of some of the following Damnation by Rob Dam uh, for Rob Van Dam, Guard for the Big Boss Man, Lie Cheat Steel, Eddie Guerrero, Shango Tango for Papa Shango, Shango, amongst many more. And I think I found a brand new game we can play. Name that tune. In other news, you don't ask me why I have Fastlane on. I just do. More news. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the hockey team, for those of you who do not know about sports, <clears throat> green men, issued the following, and I quote, the Tampa Bay Lightning honored Thaddeus Ballard Bullard, commonly known as his WWE name, Titus O'Neil, on the 32nd Lightning Community Hero of the 2016-17 season during the first period of their game versus the Minnesota Wild. Bullard, who received a $50,000 $50, donation 
from the Lightning Foundation and the Lightning Community Heroes Program. He will donate the money to the United Way Suncoast, wheelchairs for kids, and Academy Prep, along with Unsigned Preps, Inc. The press release went on to list all his uh, charitable works and donations and contributions. Um, in total, the Lightning Foundation has granted $13.2 million to more than 300 different nonprofits in the greater Tampa Bay area. I've heard they just signed, down, signed on for another five-year agreement to do this for another five years. So if you're in Tampa Bay area... Good for you. In other news. The late ravishing Rick Rue will be posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame as part of the class of 2017. Rude will join previously announced inductees, as we mentioned every week. Kurt Angle, the Rock and Roll Express, Teddy Long, DDP, and Beth Phoenix. It was also announced that fellow Hall of Famer Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will be the one to induct Rude. However, it has not been announced as of yet who will be accepting his induction. Among other accolades, he was a four-time world champion, three-time WCW champion, and one-time WCWA world champion, whatever that stands for. He was a one-time WWF Intercontinental champion, a one-time WCW United States champion, and... In 1997, Rude co-founded the influential D-Generation X, along with Michael Triple H in China. And on November 17th, he became the only person to appear on Raw's War and Monday Nitro on the same night as Raw was pre-recorded and Rude had left in the interim. Many attribute questions and past games. In other news. I don't know how the hell he did it, but he just cut me off. Green man. Um, congratulations, Rick Rude. Well deserved. And finally, folks, we have reached the last news topic. I like to end on a light, happy, positive note. But this week I could not. This week we have to end on the weird what note. Former Intercontinental Champion and Tag Team Champion... Marty Janetti is apparently considering an offer to do porn. In a recent Facebook post, Janetti said that he had been offered 150000 to do three movies. He has declined to say which porn company made the offer. He goes on to say, and I quote, To all my ninjas, I want y'all's advice. I just got a call. 150000 for three movies, porno movies. Can't say the name, but they're big companies. I'm thinking my bruh, Snoop, had something to do with this. Check this, though. I get to tear up some beautiful bitches. But as my brother said, my family could see that. My thought is, my thought is why is my family watching porn then going to judge me? What do y'all think on that? I don't know what Marty Denny sounds like, so I could not try to impersonate him. But he makes a valid point. Why would his family be watching porn? He seems like he may be leaning towards accepting the offer. Um, according to some more of those comments on his that Facebook post, 
Uh, in non-porn-related news, you can see Janetti hosting a seminar at the FSW Arena in Las Vegas. The seminar will take place on Saturday, March 26th. Oh, I just missed that. That sucks. Yeah, well, that's it. Finally, finally, we've reached the end of the news. That was a lot to go through, especially by myself. Um, let's take a break. Need to refill my beer. Maybe uh, go back down and have one of those green man shooters. This is Patty Yak. While MJP refill the drinks, listen to my new single exclusively on a shot of wrestling. Woo! It's about that time of the year. Oh. My whole life for this moment Lights, camera, action Now you're bringing the opponent As the music hits Walking through the curtains Like I own the place One thing's for certain I will put my skills upon display It's the macho man With the elbow drop From the top rope Slop a knocker And you're just lost With the one, two, three Smell what I'm cooking I'm the people's champ Get a can of ass whooping So can I get a hell yeah Hell yeah Now put two little fingers up in the air Cause no cold set So can you dick it sucker Kick to the shin And the stone cold stunner Hotter than the summer slam Rob Van Bam Fox flash like Eddie on top of McMahon Table ladder chairs Royal Rumble steel cage Main event at Wrestlemania On the biggest stage I can do it Yes, I can prove it Can I get a yes chant? Daniel Bryan moving Raw is war This is my home Paul Bearer Undertaker with the tombstone Street Breaker F5 Great kids singing sweet chin music To Davey Boy Smith The Bulldog had a British barber That's a beefcake The sergeant was slaughter pit My cake steak The class breaks New day here in Japan Yokozuna steamboat Punk and talk man Living on the razor's edge Like razor bone. I'm a million dollar man And for places unknown they say I missed the perfect Like to show off Kane's fighters in the furnace So don't you roll and shut your mouth Before you hit my bottom We want tables Yes, we got them The Dudley's been my boy Since the easy dub days Yelling out This is my house like Paige Michael Hayes DDT from DDP It's a diamond gutter Take a trip to Suplex City Straight styling Profiling Jet blind Limousine riding So Ric Flair With it Can I get a Or else pop a stronger Going through the blue door Order D Generation X or 999. Can you tell me who's next? You know I can't forget, man. I got love for divas. The real champs here move over John Cena. It's WrestleMania time. Patty Yak. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. No, I did not actually go back down to the bar, Green Man, to take that drink. Uh, for those of you who want some behind-the-scenes stuff, Green Man does the listen, and he will send me a text saying, you should not have went back down to get that drink, you sound too fucked up. But I'm fine. Thanks, Mom. You know, Megan wanted me to come back down. But I didn't. All right? Well, shit, we're recording. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into Raw. Let's just get Raw over with. And it's just me tonight, so we can breeze through it right quick. 
Uh, Owens and Sami Zayn again. Yep, that's a heel. Uh, Sami Zayn is losing way too much. He is poised, as many people have mentioned, that he's one of the top faces on Raw. Yet he just loses and loses and loses because he's a loser. Uh, cheers for Goldberg to actually wearing that title around his waist. Thank you, Goldberg, wearing it properly. Uh, we have not seen the Universal title worn that way because Kevin Owens didn't or couldn't. We can argue that all night. And uh, Finn Balor, you know, had it for 12 hours, 24 hours. Heal Goldberg. Um, Goldberg, buddy. Bill, I guess that gets your attention. Bill, when Lesnar picks you up for an F5, you know, drop the title, man. <laughs> Let it go. Release it. Why were you holding it on to for dear life? It looks very weird. <laughs> very, very weird. Um... Something I'd never thought I would do. I have to cheer. Sh- <clears throat> Excuse me. Happens a lot lately. <clears throat> cheer, Sheamus. Um, that precise, sweet ass bro kick directly to the face while Cesaro was holding him. That was spot on. It was great. Good job, Sheamus. I guess all the that should go to Enzo and Cesaro, but good job, Sheamus. Uh, cheers, Stephanie, for yet again. I think I mention this every time they're in Chicago at the Allstate Arena, decided at WrestleMania 22, where it all began for Green Man and myself. Uh, Stephanie, yet again, shutting up those pesky, stupid CM Punk chants. I know they're in Chicago, but I don't get why people still chant this guy. I think they chant it more now as of uh, an annoyance, or they think it's cool. Mm. But speaking of CM Punk, cheers Triple H for calling the doctor treating Rollins the best in the world. Nice little mmm. I don't know if that's meant to be a mmm, but it was good mmm. And finally, cheers my girl Emma. The um, I wanted to heal it because you're, you're going to miss those hot, hot, hot pictures of her. But we got the Emma that I wanted, the Emma that's badass. And I agree with Byron Sexton. Let the countdown begin because it took 17 weeks for Emma Lena to appear. So let's see how long we get to see Emma. Hopefully it's not 17 weeks. Raw's over with. Let's move on to the A show. The the best show. Smackdown. With that hype, let's, um, let's start with a heel. Oh, let's go back to Raw. Yeah, I bet you Undertaker showed up. Blah, 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 blah. Undertaker's Roman Reigns. Undertaker's there. He showed up. Right. SmackDown. Heel. They started SmackDown showing the replay of Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt from last week. Um, Him burning down the compounds. And then they show the intro music and Shane and... Daniel Bryant were in the ring. And they replayed the same clips a mere three minutes later. Wait a minute. What? Did I just hear myself say three minutes? 
Plus, they took a lot of time, and I mean a lot of time, to tell us about a match we already knew was happening before they even walked out there. It was announced on the app and websites across the interweb. Man, was it was it 10, 15 minutes? Cheers. Um, I can just put this on, record this, and play it week in, week out. The Miz. Uh, he was the highlight of SmackDown yet again. Uh, the more talking he gets, the better the show is. Uh, whether it be on commentary, which he nailed. The mic, and that promo he cut. Awesome. And of course, we played it before. Talking Smack. If you guys don't watch Talking Smack, make sure you go back and watch this week's Talking Smack. Ah, this guy's great. And I just, it's so great. The chemistry between him and D- DB are great because it actually makes you think that there is actual animosity between these two, the way these guys interact, which makes me wonder, like, do these guys hate each other? I assume they don't. But the way they are, it makes a grown-ass man who understands this, who is into the business, like, huh, what's up? This is awesome. Speaking of the Miz, the Miz of the female division, cheers to the Blissertation. Shitty name. But it delivered solid, solid promos from all those four women. And of course, I loved Bliss and her cocky attitude and the way she just shut down every woman in the roster. And, you know, it was a little surprising to hear Mickey James just jump in. And, of course, Bliss just shut her down as well. But as far as that WrestleMania match, you know, it was a little head scratcher because some specifics... Would have been nice. Uh, Daniel Bryan did not mention what kind of match it's going to be. It's just a match with a lot of women in it. I'm not going to complain. Um, a heel, there were no tag teams. Uh, they started a nice rival between the Usos and the American Alpha. Just still a shitty name. And with, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the Usos cutting hot, on point, awesome promos against the Alphas. But then you get nothing this week. Nothing. That sucks. Um, a little known fact I learned this week during the Miz. Not the Miz. Ugh, it's on my brain. Love you, Miz. The Mojo Raleigh Ziggler confrontation backstage. You know, a little known fact that Ziggler has. Hmm, he's been in the WWE for over 10 years. I think well over 10 years. He has not had a singles match at WrestleMania. I was like, what? Yeah, that sucks. And it is looking like he will have one this year as well. I don't know why. um, Wow, okay. Ziggler is awesome. Whatever. Get the ratings. You guys have your own cheers and heels. Inbox a shot of wrestling. Let me know what you think. 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do you agree with me? Disagree with me? Did I miss something? Let us know. Let me know. Keep saying us. The ratings are in. Uh, raw ratings and viewership. Featuring the fallout of Fastlane, including the crowning of the new Universal Champion Goldberg, drew a 3.216 million viewers. That is up a bit from last week's 3.093 million. Um, however, they saw a big drop in the third hour, so that sucks. This week's SmackDown, which featured Randy Orton versus Styles to crown the number one contender, drew a 2.738 million, which is up from 2.566 from last week. SmackDown Live had the fifth biggest audience amongst cable originals and was the highest rating amongst the coveted 18 to 49 year old demographic. I think I mentioned this last last week. Is it? Uh, it's because Oh Island's season is done, and is not sure whether or not they're coming back next season. I hope they do because there's still like, a lot of questions unanswered. I apologize for repeating myself, but they 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 hooked me in with the promise of the biggest find on the island history on this year's season finale and. It did not deliver, so I am a little disappointed, but they did find some stuff way off topic. I should start an Oak Island podcast. But that's it for this week's shows. We are now, no more interruptions, we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. during Women's History Month because they were trailblazers. Trish and Lita will be forever linked in WWE history. More than a decade ago, they revolutionized the women's division. Trish and Lita brought a spotlight to the women. Like, people got emotionally invested. Lita was the punk rock high flyer. She was edgy, she was rough, she was raw. Trish was the stunning fitness model. She was so pretty, but she was also fierce. And the clash of styles was magical. You know, they had great chemistry, and to make people pay attention, there has to be a great rivalry. For them to compete in the main event of Monday Night Raw was a statement to the world. I can't believe how hard both women displayed! I was like, I'm going to do this because of those matches. They inspire us to uh, keep on leading on. I hope we're doing them proud. Well, here we are at the end of the show. There is no co-host this week, like I mentioned, so there is no games to be had. So it's time to wrap it up in under an hour. Awesome. Great man will be happy about that. I found out right before the show went on the air, well, I guess I recorded it, that I will be attending the WWE Live event at MSG 
this Sunday. So if you're attending, you won't know because this show will probably post after the fact. So yeah, that should be fun. Hanging out with my brother and his girlfriend. Me and my non-girlfriend. Yeah, ladies, I'm single. Inbox at Shadow Wrestling. But we are a couple of weeks away from Raw returning to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. I will not be in attendance. If you will be and want to be a Shot of Wrestling reporter and come back to, with your feedback and your experience, we're looking for that. Let's just expand our horizons a little bit. If you don't want to co-host this show, but you want to appear and just see what we missed on Raw, see what happened on Raw, inbox at a Shot of Wrestling. We're looking for live event correspondence. But we are also looking for a new co-host. Inbox at a shot of wrestling. If you do apply and you do hear back and we confirm a date, please make sure you can appear on that date. <laughs> Just twice now we've had cancellations last minute. Um, for various reasons. It's not their fault. We're not holding against them. But they do go back to the end of the line. So if you have a date... You cannot make that date. Just be forewarned. You're going back to the end of the line. Inbox. That's a shot of wrestling. That's it. I'm done. I'm ready to go home. Maybe go down to the bar. Get another green man shooter. See how to make it. Oh, by the way, we mentioned it is Women's History Month. So if you are a woman who's into wrestling, I don't know you. Um... Inbox at a shot of wrestling. We are looking for a female voice. There's never been a woman on this show. There's never been a woman in Omega Studios in general. So please, we are looking for the female perspective. If you know someone who likes wrestling, who's a female, who does not listen to this show, turn her on to the show. And just give her email address, inbox at a shot of wrestling. You know, shot of wrestling on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We want a female on the show. So let's, ladies, let's hear from you. That's it. Until next week, I'm your host, Michael J. Putty. We are leaving you with a shitty Seamus theme song, but only for a couple of seconds until you hear from yours truly in the Fraser theme. Putty out. Baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.